As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. This episode of the Bears Talk Underground is brought to you by PointsBet. Guys, it's finally here. Sports Drink and PointsBet have partnered up to bring you the world's greatest BTU-themed threads for the Bears season. Just imagine the blue and orange confetti cascading down from the rafters of State Farm Stadium while you're donning the greatest t-shirt known to man, a Bears Talk Underground t-shirt. And it's very simple. You got to go to sportsdrink.org slash shirts, fill out the quick Google form, register for your points bet account, and deposit at least $10. That's all it's going to cost you. You want to get your hands on this t-shirt, and then finally you upload your proof of deposit uh, as well. Once you submit, our beautiful friends will have your shirt out the door and on the way to you. And once again, that is sportsdrink.org slash shirts. Once again, sportsdrink.org slash shirts. Guys, I'm in my 16th season doing this show. It's the first time I've had a shirt available for my podcast. I'm so proud to finally have one, and I want you to have it. So follow the steps and get yourself your very own Bearstock Underground t-shirt today. And thank you to PointsBet for partnering up with Sports Drink. And thanks to PointsBet for sponsoring the podcast. <laughs> What's up, guys? Going to do a short and sweet condensed version because admittedly uh, had some trouble sleeping this weekend. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I get myself into trouble if I take a nap in the middle of the afternoon and it completely throws off my sleeping cycle. So Saturday afternoon, I'm sitting here uh, flipping channels, watching various college football games because I don't have a college football team, doze off in the middle of the afternoon and, and slept for like two and a half, almost three hours. And that just absolutely wrecked my, my sleeping habits. I, I was up until like nine o'clock in the morning, got a, a little bit of a nap before the bear game started. And then after the bear game was over, I was exhausted. So I kind of crashed at a time when I would usually be doing homework for the show, watching those condensed YouTube clips and, and stuff like that to try to get context for how the games uh, and everything went. I thought that I might have an opportunity to, uh, you know, if it was slow at work today, uh, I work from home. So the TV's just, you know, right next to me actually. And, uh, like, oh yeah, I mean, sneak one in here and there. And then, you know, afterwards really kind of buckle down after dinner. And that just, it was Monday morning. So I was up to my eyeballs in it all day long and I just never got a chance to. And then the Monday night game was starting and, and, and all the rest of that stuff. So I, it's, uh, it's been a mess. So I, um, wasn't able to get my homework done but I do know what picks I made. I do know what I got right and what I got wrong, and it was not pretty um, because we have uh, we got off on the wrong foot in Carolina. Uh, I picked the Falcons, the uh, Panthers won. I did get a chance to watch uh, bits and pieces uh, of this game, and and basically the, the you know the Panthers are running all the all over uh, the Falcons, which uh, bodes well for the Bears 
uh, on Sunday because apparently, you know, obviously we are the number one rush offense uh, in the NFL. And uh, so that should do uh, wonders for us on on, uh, on Sunday. It would just be a matter of, um, you know, the defense ever gets off the bus uh, on, on the way to Atlanta. But, uh, you know, after having, a, I think, maybe a two- or three-game winning streak on uh, – on Thursday nights, I'm back in the in the losing column for that one. I took Atlanta. Carolina comes away with a 25-15 victory. Uh, early Sunday morning uh, over in Germany, the NFL's first official um, regular season game out there because the Bears, I want to say they played the Vikings in an exhibition game back in 86 after they won the Super Bowl. I'm pretty sure that game was in Munich, same as the one on uh, on Sunday uh, between the Bucks and the Seahawks. And... Yeah, the Buccaneers, they won a game. Uh, you know, they beat the Rams uh, last Sunday in a, in a nail-biter. Uh, Brady had to do his Brady magic at the end and do a game-winning uh, touchdown. And uh, the Seahawks were, what, 6-3? and three? Something like that coming into this, uh, into this game, playing some of the best football in the NFC right now. And you just had to think, you know, regardless of the location, regardless if this was in Tampa or Seattle or, in, in this case, on a neutral site, Seattle's the better football team. Seattle's playing the better, you know, playing better football right now. You know, one one win does not a season make. It doesn't really change any of the problems that the Buccaneers have been having. They played against the football team that's struggling almost as much as they are, or actually a little bit more than they are, especially now. But um, you know, Brady and company went out there. They worked their magic. They overworked the uh, Seahawks. Came away with a twenty-one sixteen victory. So I'm zero and two. Uh, to start the week, then we go out to Buffalo with the with the Bills and the Vikings, and you know I I was I was tempted to change the pick because I actually did change one of my picks uh, this week. I changed the pick for the Arizona uh, Rams uh, game, especially when I heard uh, Stafford was out with the concussion. I just like Colt McCoy a lot more than I liked um, Coulter or something like whatever his name was. I forget what his name was, but. Um, I, and I also kind of been reading from like, you know, the Rams people that I follow on Twitter that McVay is probably not going to take this opportunity to run the football more, which means he's going to have a backup coming out there to throw the ball 40, 50 times a game, as opposed to trying to take some pressure off the kid and run the ball a little bit more. Uh, and that one kind of swayed me to kind of, uh, you know, go with Colt McCoy who was playing for the injured Kyler Murray and, uh, you know, take the uh, Cardinals. Luckily, I got that one right. We'll talk about that in a in a minute. But like I said, I was tempted to change my pick on the Buffalo Minnesota game because Josh Allen did in fact play. But I stuck with the Vikings. I just had a feeling about it. And man, if this was actually one of the games I actually got to see because it was it happened it it was the game that the, that everybody switched to after the Bears and the Lions were done. And so I got to watch the Vikings get stuffed at the goal line trying to score the game-winning uh, touchdown. They get stuffed at the goal line, literally at like the six-inch line. Then Buffalo, all they have to do is run out the clock because Minnesota's got one timeout. We're under two minutes and all that kind of stuff. And I'll be damned. Allen fumbles the ball in the end zone, recovered by, I think, Kendricks for a touchdown. Minnesota is now winning the game, whereas 60 seconds ago they had lost it. Amazing. Okay, and then of course, you know, it just it was unbelievable. The, the you know they they send it to overtime. Buffalo, I believe Buffalo drives it down 
kicks a, a tying field goal to send it to overtime. Minnesota kicks a field goal, and then as the Bills are trying to answer uh, the score, Josh Allen throws an interception to Patrick Peterson in the end zone. Ball game over. Upset completed. Vikings beat the Bills. I finally get my first W sitting at one and two. Bears and Lions. <sighs> yeah. Call me sour grapes. Call me a sore loser or whatever. You know, it, it's six in one hand, half a dozen in the other. Because on, on one hand, I give credit to the Lions for everything because our defense is terrible. They keep putting the offense in a position at the end of the football game that they don't need to be in. The last two weeks, uh, the offense has had to, you know, has gotten the ball with about two minutes or so to go in the game, a timeout or two. They've, they have to, at, at like last week, they had to score a, a field goal to tie, at the very least, a Miami to send it to overtime or touchdown to win. Yesterday, uh, they just needed a field goal to, to win the football game, thanks to Cairo Santos missing a field goal uh, in, or extra point in the, in the fourth quarter. And in both instances, they fell short. Um, but they should have never been in that position to begin with because for the fourth week in a row, we've scored 30 points on offense legitimately. No help from special teams or defense, God help us. All those points generated by the offense, and for the third time in four weeks, the amount of points that we put on the board that would win most games in the NFL was not enough to win ours because our defense just was absolutely giving up everything under the sun. And for the second week in a row, our opponent got help from the referees. One drive in particular was a, it was only a 55 yard drive for the, uh, for the lions, but they got at least half of those yards, if not more in penalties, bogus bullshit penalties from the referees, including one, Un, un, unbelievable illegal hands to the face call on Jalen Johnson that erased Jack Sanborn's interception that would have killed the touchdown drive that the, the referees fought so hard to give to the Lions. But it's like the, the game-winning touchdown, that was theirs. The 10 points in the first half, that was theirs. The pick six that, you know, Okuda made the play, uh, you know, to run it back, that's all legit. I, I'll, you know, absolutely give... The Lions, all the credit in the world for that. They earned those points. But that one touchdown drive, I just, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. They got all the help. Every call was bullshit. And, you know, all it did was advance the Lions down the field in order for them to score a touchdown. They didn't earn. They absolutely did not earn it. So we came up short for the third week in a row, second time in a, in a row at home, 31-30. to 30. Uh, Dan Campbell gets his first road win as a head coach of the Detroit Lions. My beloved fall to three and seven, and I fall to one and three on the week. Now, here's where things turn around for me because I get some get some wins in a row here. Uh, Denver at Tennessee. Per the huge, the the defense uh, of those Broncos, their their effort is being absolutely wasted. I've said this several times. So far, coming off of their bye, they only give up 17 points on the road to Tennessee. And for however many times during this season, um, the offense only generated 10. So Tennessee comes away uh, with the victory. I think I, th- I saw um, a tweet today that said, um, if the offense was only, if the o- offense was scoring 19 points a game, they would be 8 and 1. Because the only, the only, game they wouldn't have won is is the the loss to the Raiders 
because the Raiders scored like 32 points, I think, in that game. Every other game, 19 points or less, they would have won. They'd be 8-1 and one sitting pretty atop the AFC uh, right now. They would have the best record in the conference if they could only score 19 points a game. How sad is that? So, I mean, well, that used to be us. That used to be the Bears. You know, we'd, we'd get these solid defensive efforts week in and week out. We're, you know, giving up 17 to 20 points a game. And if we could just score 21, we'd be undefeated, you know. But we can only muster 13 or 17 or 14 or whatever to lose every game. And that's the, the road that Denver is on now, coming off the bye, only giving up 17 points on the road. Offense only scores 10. They lose again. But I get the pick right because I took the Titans in Kansas City. Uh, Chiefs and Jags. Uh, Kansas City comes away with the 27-17 win there. Uh, In New York, Giants hosting the Texans. The Texans fought hard uh, in this one. From what I was seeing, like following the ticker, this was one that was starting to make me nervous because the Giants were letting the Texans hang around and hang around and hang around. But in the end, the Giants were able to, to pull off the victory. Uh, they, they had a loss to the Seahawks going into the bye, so they get back on, uh, on their winning ways coming off the bye. They're 7-2 and two, uh, right now and uh, came away with a 24-16 win over the, I think, 1-7-1 and one Texans uh, at the moment. Um, so that was what? Oh, I skipped one. Miami and Cleveland, Tua and company, fresh off their victory in Chicago, uh, come away with their fourth straight uh, victory de- demolishing the uh, Browns 39 to 17 so that's four wins in a row for me there so uh, two and three three and three four and three five and three as we go into Pittsburgh uh, the Saints uh, coming into Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers and again wasn't able to do my homework so I don't know where this went wrong but I just I, I you know the Steelers are two and six uh, coming into this one, I know that they're tough at home uh, and all the rest of that, but I just, I just think that the the Saints were were the better team coming into this. You know, they they fought valiantly last week against the uh, Ravens uh, on Monday Night Football, but came up short there. I thought you know playing a what I thought was an inferior team in in Pittsburgh would be a way for them to kind of bounce back, and instead uh, they came up short big time, twenty to ten. Uh, they lose to the Steelers, so that puts me at uh, what? Let's see. 0 and 1, 0 and 2, 1 and 2, 1 and 3, 2 and 3, 3 and 3, 4 and 3, 5 and 3, 5 and 4 as we head into Las Vegas. The afternoon was very unkind to me. Well, actually, the whole week week was unkind, but the late afternoon, uh, especially Indy, uh, going on the road to Las Vegas, a lot of angry people surrounding the Jeff Saturday hire as interim head coach uh, for the Colts uh, and everything. Uh, Saturday, smart move. He put Matt Matt uh, Matt Ryan back out there at uh, at quarterback, so he wasn't going to suffer through a sixth round draft choice trying to save the save the franchise some money in case Matt Ryan gets hurt uh, and everything. And the move pulled off. Uh, you know. Uh, worked out for them you know the Raiders are just an unmitigated mess even at home uh, they're losing to a team whose coach was hired five days prior uh, to the uh, to the start to that football game being played Um, you know it looks like uh, you know Jonathan Taylor had an outstanding day 147 yards 
rushing, you know, and of course Devontae Adams doing his part, 126 yards. Derek Carr's playing well. The man broke out into tears with, you know, because of his frustration uh, during the postgame press conference. They're two and seven right now. And they don't have a two and seven roster. And this isn't a team that's, you know, they've got their injuries same as everybody else, but this is a team that's that's on paper better than most of the teams that they play talent wise, and they're two and seven. And this is the third time, the third time they've had a fourth quarter lead and they've blown it. So I know that the, the Arizona was one and this one, I can't remember what the third one. Oh, it was, it was Kansas City. I always forget it was Kansas City, that Monday night game. They had a fourth quarter lead over the Chiefs uh, in the fourth quarter in Arrowhead. And three times they came up short. I mean, you flip those, five and four is a hell of a lot different than two and seven. And, uh, you know, the Raiders are struggling big time uh, right now. And uh, I struggle on that one as, as well. So that puts me at five and five. Green Bay and Dallas, tell me how, how the hell do the Bears, how the Bears, you know, lose to the Lions and the Packers beat the Cowboys. Just, I just, I don't get it. You know, it's just more proof that the football gods hate Bear fans because this should have been the game we got to sit back and watch Dallas pound Green Bay into the turf in their home stadium. This should have been the the nail in the coffin, you know, with the defense that the that the Cowboys have, the firepower that they have on offense, the running game with Pollard and uh and and you know the passing game with Dak, and he's good on his feet and running the football uh as well. C D Lamb catching passes and whatnot. And the Cowboys had a 28 to 14 lead in the fourth quarter. And they let the uh, they let Christian Watson, of all people, score three touchdowns uh, on them, take it to overtime, and they lose to overtime. Green Bay wins it 31 to 28, putting me at five and six. Arizona and the Rams, me changing my pick on Saturday is what saved me with this. Actually, it wasn't Saturday, it was Sunday morning. I take it back. Uh, but me changing my pick uh, saved me here. Um, it didn't really help ultimately in the long run, but it, it uh, you know, it saved me. Colt McCoy, 238 uh, passing. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, nearly 100 yards. Uh, you know, the Rams were a mess, still a mess. 27-17, they dropped this one to the Cardinals. Makes me 6-6. Um, six and six. Sunday night game, I had the Chargers. The 49ers come out with the win, 22-16. And then just got done with the Monday night game where the undefeated Eagles lost to the lowly commanders. I mean, talk about a team that you can't figure out. They've got wins over the Packers, uh, you know, and now the Eagles. Uh, they, you know, it's just the, the wins that they have don't necessarily make much sense. I mean, of course, other than like the Jaguars week one, their their uh their their wins don't necessarily because they're like losing games they should win winning games they should lose they should have lost tonight handily at the hands of the Eagles instead uh you know Heineke came out there was was leading the team and uh, they ended up winning it big thirty two twenty one uh, thanks to uh you know that that play where they throw the ball all over the field trying to score a miracle touchdown one of the uh, Commanders picked it up and, and ran it in for a touchdown as time expired to make it. 32 to 21. So, and losing those last two games put me at six and eight for the week. Um, my win loss record is great because I was on a hell of a run there for the last several weeks. 
Um, I'm still 82 and 67 and one. So 15 games above uh, 500. So it's not like, you know, I've absolutely gone into the tank, but this is my, uh, my second losing week uh, of the season. And I'm um, hoping to uh, hoping to bounce back uh, on week number 11, uh, starting with the Thursday night game. Um, who I forget who's playing. Let me see if I can pull it up real quick, but you know, but of course, week number 11 on Thursday, when we come back um, to uh, preview week 11, my dear sweet mom will be joining us once again, because as I said uh, before, even though mom won our uh, one-on-one uh, matchup week seven, um, she beat me. She had, she was 10 and four. I was nine and five. Uh, she won, but apparently she wants a rematch. And uh, so we're going to have that rematch this week. Uh, for week 11. So it'll be pretty much like the same rundown as before when I did it for week seven is that I'll come in, I'll preview all the matchups and then uh, we'll bring mom in. We'll be doing it over the phone this time uh, to uh, bring her in so she can make her picks. I'll make mine and we'll see how we go uh, from there. So anyways, sorry again, guys, for the abbreviated uh, episode. Um, I'm, I'm working on getting my sleeping habits back under control uh, so that, uh, you know, I can, cause I, I love doing this show. I really do love doing the NFL show. So I want to give it the attention that it deserves. And, uh, that just wasn't possible this week, unfortunately. So my apologies, uh, for that, but we'll be back on Thursday. Um, when we preview, uh, week number 11, the Thursday night game is green Bay at home with the Titans. And, uh, that's now all of a sudden, I don't know who to pick. With the way that Green Bay played against the Cowboys, one of the better defenses uh, in the league, uh, Christian Watson seems to have found has found his footing, and he and Rodgers are kind of in sync with one another. That could spell bad news uh, for the rest of the league because there's still plenty of time for Green Bay to turn it around, despite being you know four and six uh, right now. So we'll have to see. You know, t- the Titans are a good football team. They are a solid defense, but they do not specialize in scoring points. So if if Rodgers and company can hit a couple of big plays uh, on Tennessee and put some early points on the board, it could be all day that they're trying to play from behind and catch up, and that could spell disaster for a run-first offense like the Titans. So I don't know. I might actually have to pick Green Bay on Thursday. We'll have to see how it goes. So Anyway, guys, that will do it. Come back on Thursday. We'll start previewing week number 11 and get things underway there. And until then, my name is Larry D, and this has been the Airstock Underground. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois.